Welcome to Each One, Reach One, a podcast for educators by educators. I'm your host, Shay, or Miss New, if you're in my classroom. Welcome to 2024, you all, and thank you so much for tuning in for my first episode of the new year. I am so excited to interview and talk with a good friend of mine, Mr. Kevin Cummington. He is a native of Bennettsville, South Carolina, and a graduate of the University of South Carolina, earning his Bachelor's of Arts degree in History, Master's in Teaching and Education Administration. He continued his education to earn an Educational Specialist degree in Educational Leadership from Wingate University. Kevin has served as an educator since 2014, beginning his career as a social studies teacher in Marlboro County School District. He continued his career by serving as a STEM GT technology facilitator in Scotland County Schools in North Carolina, a curriculum technology coach in Florence One Schools, and as an assistant principal at Goose Creek Elementary in Sangaree Middle. Currently, Mr. Covington serves as a middle school assistant principal. He is very passionate about increasing student achievement and enhancing teacher quality. He is extremely excited to work collaboratively with the entire school community to empower students and to achieve excellence. So I definitely wanted to thank you for joining me today on Each One Reach One. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, making a move. Happiest Sunday. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've known you for a lot of years. Um, ooh, a lot of years. We're not going to number the years. <laughs> when you think about it out loud, you just be like, wow, college was 2012. And that's 12 years ago at this point. So, yeah. But one of the things that we share in common is our love for education. And kind of, we had the same journey for a while there with our track to admin life. Um, so I definitely just wanted to get you on the podcast to talk about those experiences and, you know, just have this therapeutic moment because I don't know, admins, we don't, there's not a lot of outlets for us. It's kind of a, you do it for the school, you do it for the kids and you go home. But we, we kind of yeah. we need a place. Yes, um, I think that's something. I think as admins, I think we have to do a better job. I, mean, I know we tell our, our staff, you know, hey, let's take care of you, but sometimes we feel we feel guilty when we need to take care of ourselves. Definitely, as an AP, like how how often would you say that you actually take off like vacation for you outside of you know the couple of weeks you get in the summer? Um, for me, um, I probably can do better. Um, I try to do something at least once per nine weeks, but even then, I still find myself doing some work. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm off campus, I find myself checking that email that honestly should wait till I get back to work, or I find myself working on a report that it can wait. Um, 
But I, but I will say I try to do something at least once per nine weeks. But um, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. It just depends on like if I'm sick or something. I try not to take any any personal days, mm-hmm. even though that I'm sick. If that makes sense. No, it does. Like you, you sacrifice yourself for the greater good. Mm-hmm. It comes with the calling, definitely. But it can wear you out. Oh yes. When did you kind of get the idea? Like, okay, admin is what I need to be doing. Um, so I think it was probably during my first year of teaching. Well, I, I think even before then, mm-hmm. it was honestly when one of my former teachers he was a a auto principal at a local school in Columbia and he came and visited the grad program the social studies grad program that I was in and he kind of shared some insights into you know if you're interested into going into admin you know he kind of gave some insights into how to make it fast track you know how to do it in like three to five years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you did go the traditional route, so you kind of had, um, well, not kind of, you definitely had a lot more resources and connects. Yes. yes. I, I, I think, you know, I think, and that goes back to having those networking offer, opportunities with some of my mentors from back home and then taking advantage of some of the resources that we had in college also. Okay. So, so far, as that mean, like, what grade levels have you served on? So, <laughs> I've basically done anything from from pre-K, which is called SIRDEP here in the state, all the way up to eighth, eighth, eighth grade. Are you itching to get to high school, or is that kind of like a thing that doesn't interest you? Um, kind of one of the things I did my student teaching at high school. I know it's been, I know I know education has changed a lot <laughs> since, <laughs> since since then. I mean, it changed a lot since I started in education. Um, I think that probably would be like another challenge that I wouldn't mind doing eventually. But you know, I do love. I, I do love our middle school, but like mm-hmm. I tell people, you know, I'm all I'm always open, you know, whether it's middle school or middle is going back down to elementary or even the high school level. I'm always open. See, you definitely have to have a special heart for those elementary babies. Like you I do, um, do. <laughs> you do. I mean, you know, it, it, it is different, and I think for me. Coming from a middle school-minded mindset, it definitely took a while for me to get used to it. But once I got used to it in the groove of it, you know, when I realized kids are kids, mm-hmm. they're gonna bring, you know, now their problems in elementary might be a little bit different in middle school, but you know, you gotta work through and you gotta work through that with your kids and their parents also. The parents. Ugh. Now that's like the best part of admin because like as a teacher, like you experience parents. You know, you talk with them, you get those meetings out the way. 
but as ad man, like you know parents. <laughs> yes. Um, I think some parents probably know me on a first name basis mm-hmm. at this point. Um, which you know, I mean it comes with the it comes with it. Um, you know, our goal is to get the kids where they need to get to and sometimes we have to have those difficult conferences in order to help the kid get where they need to get to. Um, I'm not going to, to lessen my standards that, that I have have for the kids because the parents don't have those those same standards. I agree. I remember um like I think it was my second year teaching and I was like I don't know, I was at the principal table more than I cared to be. But <laughs> I had this one parent just I had to write a kid up because a kid hit someone, and, you know, or someone hit her kid, he hit her back, wrote both of them up because that's what the code of conduct says. Mm-hmm. We're sitting in the office and she's just like, so if I hit you, you're not going to do anything back? I'm like, man, in my head, I'm just like, girl, you touched me. But I'm like, code of conduct says that's what we had to do. Like, if you were to hit me and we call the police, that's assault. If I were to hit you back, now nah, we both hitting each other. I might, you know, get a lesser sentence, but I'm probably going to be in trouble too. Right. And I tried to explain it like, you know, this is real life kind of thing. But I think mom just wanted to see what I was going to say if she said she was going to hit me. Yeah. And I've had to count, and I've had parents to, you know, especially since I moved to admin, and it doesn't matter whether it's been at the elemental level or at the medical level. Mm-hmm. They, they've always, asked, I mean, I, every year I get that question asked to me, but I tell them, I say, you know, the code of conduct that we have, like, you know, he hit. And if both students hit, you know, depending on it, it might be, I might go there as a fight, or you know, if it's just them hitting each other and it's not too severe, I might go there as a hit, kick, click. Just mm-hmm. depends. I mean, it's a case by case basis. Um, and I try to explain that to them. Um, because the thing that I would tell admins, you know, if you have, if the district has a code of, code of conduct policy, you use that, you know. Your guidance, you know, that's your, you know, that's that's the that's what you can that's what you can stand that's what you can stand on. Oh, if you out here doing your own thing, you know, at that point, you know, the parent if the parent were to go to the principal or, or the or the district office, you know, you you don't have anything to stand on. Yeah. Definitely. And I, I want to pause on a second for the code of conduct because I think a lot of people overlook that. Like, it's yeah. just the beginning, you know, beginning of the year document. I signed it to get my kids signed up like I do with the um, lunch cafeteria letters, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. But it's like, no, like you're literally saying, I agree to these rules. Yeah. <laughs> I agree to my child following said rules. And if they don't, this is their punishment. Like, it literally says what will happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of parents... Oh, oh, I'm just like a lot of parents. That's what they get really mad at, and it's like when you pull out that black and white, it's kind of like, ma'am, sir, we gotta think. We gotta think about it. it you signed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm mean, stuff all the time. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. No, you, you good. I was just about to say. I think one of the things that I think parents, you know, I know some parents, you know, and especially with middle school students. But back in the day, you know, we didn't have these problems and, mm. and kids, you know, we used to be kids and used to, you know, if we had a problem, we would take care of ourselves. And I said, well, you know, I said, well, you know, school has changed. Like, we can't go around hitting kids just because somebody hit your kid. Like, I mean, I get it. You're, you know, 
you know, that, but at the same time, we gotta make sure that we're not having a culture where, where, as an AP, I'm allowing your kids to hit other kids, or I'm allowing other kids to hit your kids. Like, I'm not exactly. going to run like that. And I think for some of these parents, you know, they, they have that misconception of what school is. And I think some of it, do I think as, you know, as an educational leader, can we do a better better job about educating what school is? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I mean, I think parents just don't know what school is you know i think you know they think well if the kid is passing everything's good i mean yeah. i mean yes that's a core business we here to make sure that the kid is is on grade level is on target but we, you know it's not just the academic needs it's the social and emotional needs that we got to help address these kids and covid did not help with that at all yeah it, um, it stunted a lot and I think even before COVID, school has been kind of, I mean, I'm just thinking back when I was a teacher, ages ago, <laughs> you know, I'm just, thinking, I'm just thinking back, you know, when I first started in 2014, and compared to now, like, I mean, it's a big change, and, you know, like, and I think when I started, kids were held of accountable by parents, like, you didn't have too many you didn't have too many parents that would take up for the kid in their wrong, but now it's like you almost gotta have have a court case just to determine whether a kid did something or not. Yeah, and it shouldn't be that way. Like it, you know, I think most teachers, most staff members, you know, have the best kids in their heart. They're not going to go and lie on the kid. Oh, I mean, of course, you always have those those foreign few that will try yeah. to lie on kids. Get out, but for the but for the most part, most teachers, most staff members are open and honest. They're not going to try to get the kid in trouble because so that's more work that they got to do. Exactly, my it's a paper trail. If I yeah, if exactly. I do this, I have to say your child did this X amount of times, and then I can go this mm-hmm. way. It's like mm, we don't have that kind of time. Exactly, and, and even when I was in the classroom, I'm like, man, you know, now, you know, and I'll be honest, my my first year, I was probably. <laughs> the worst edit like I was like oh you did it to me I'm getting you out of my class but then I had one of those (laughs) oh I'm gonna be honest like I was probably that guy honestly I I probably was that guy but I had learned like wait a minute this Mm -hmm. like you know and so I started like having like you know started calling parents even started talking to the kid like this like we're gonna be we are in this for 180 days you know, there's going to be some days I'm going to say something you're not going to like. you probably going to say something to me. I'm not going to like. Okay. But we're going to, we got to be real. Like, I can't have you, to, you know, I can't have you doing whatever you want to do just because you get the content. Yeah, I got other kids, they they need the peace and quiet. They need to be, you know, less chaos as much as possible for them to learn. Mm-hmm. And, I think, and I think once having that approach with, with talking with the kids first and then talking with the parents, I, I think things that got better. Now, I will say, my last four year in, in the classroom, that was a group. <laughs> <laughs> that was a group. And, and I think every school gets that group every so every yeah. year. And I think it was that group. Whether it was my class or the, you know, the, we, 
everything was like, I was, like my middle school was so small. I was only eighth grade social studies teacher. Like everybody oh, wow. had every like every like all teachers had every kid. Yeah. So you know, so they would go to English, they would go to math, they would go to science, and just cut up. Because at first everybody was thinking, oh. It's him, but once they realized that it wasn't me, that it wasn't just me, then it's kind of like, oh, and I'm like, try to tell y'all this, but y'all didn't listen. You gotta love when you have one of those classes. It's just like, man, something just, it's a little defect. Like, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I mean, in this class, I mean, this class, I would say even the district officers, when they were in fifth grade, they kind mm. of came in and was like, you know, that's a place that we can send you. And there's, a, and there's nothing that your parents can do about. I mean, of course, I mean, they were just trying to use that as a get get rap tool. Um, it didn't really. Yeah, didn't, I mean, because they it, know they it, got it the really numbers. Did. I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, they have the numbers. <laughs> yeah. That'd be the hardest part when, like, somebody figured that part out. It's like, well, let's get to the 180 and um, get on. Yeah, I mean, that's why I said again, I'm like, I'm not trying to rock you up. I'm rock you up. That's what people where I got to do more phone calls I got to make. Your parents not going to be happy. You're not going to be happy. Okay. It's just not, it's not worth it. A little, you know, and, and then I had it like, and I think during that, it kind of, the light bulb kind of went off like, is this worth it? Exactly. Is worth it? You know, like, if it's not worth it, you know, like, if I can do a little detention, talk with the parent, or even a parent conference, that's way better than getting the kid out because when the kids, I mean, yeah, they can go to ISS and get the work done, but it's not like them being in the classroom, yeah, the lesson for me talking, you know, and also not the only learning from me, but also learning, learning from their peers. Mm-hmm. See, that's why I want to get you to that high school level because, like, that was the last level I did admin work in. And I tell you, like, it was a, it was so fun because you get to talk to the kids and it's like that rationale kind of starts clicking a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. mind you, it was fresh after COVID, so it was kind of like working with middle school babies. But it's like they really had to understand, like, oh, four years, that's all I have. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I mean, yeah, and I, and, I, and I think that's why, you know, I'm trying to talk with these, you know, because I'm over yeah. one group and six grades. Then I'm over all of Avery, and I kind of thought that Avery was like, you know, my God, like we're less than 90 days away. Y'all be not great. Like, we got to get y'all ripped. We got to right. get y'all ripped. We got to start putting due dates on things because high school is not like middle school where you kind of have. They don't say, believe you, though. <laughs> I'm not saying you got the whole night to get something done, but you got, you know, you probably got two to two to two weeks to get something done. High school, you got a due date. You know that due date is not done. Oh well, it's a zero. And it builds fast too. I yeah. And I think mm-hmm. folks prepared us so much for the transition from like you know high school to college, which it was a transition. But I it think was. I was prepared in the wrong way. Like teach me about toilet paper, not about classes. I know how to go to class. Mm-hmm. But high school and middle school, it was like yo, they really don't. They they're not looking for me, huh? If I don't go to class, they just they don't come. No, you right. fail. And you're going to be a freshman yeah. next semester That's what's going to happen. That's how it happens. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, I, and I think and I think, I think a lot of people put emphasis, like you said, on the transition from high school to college. But I think more emphasis got to be put on from middle school to high school. 
Um, it's a so, different ball game. Like really classes are like, credits now. Mm-hmm. Like you, that yeah. means something. Yeah, you got to be in the class for a certain amount of time, or you okay. be there, or you could be going to content recovery, and, you, and either they got a job or if their parents are paying for. Somebody got to pay that time just for them to sit down and make up that time. I mean, they can be passing and know the content well, but they. But because they don't have that seat time, they got that's more money out of pocket. Okay. And then that's either out to other most different do it on Saturdays. Like, do you really want your Saturdays being taken? You don't. You say you will because you in the moment you know you're desperate. But when right. it comes down to it, you're gonna roll over and go back right. to sleep. Mm-hmm. Cause I would, I'm not gonna lie. I like you know, I did the alternative certification route, so mm-hmm. My very first year of teaching, like, you basically, you taught, and then on the weekend, you were there eight hours a day. I'm like, really? On a Saturday, I'm back in the school? hmm And then in the yeah. afternoons, I'm back at, you know, you got to log in and talk about school? So, you got to want it. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you don't. And I saw this thing on on. Instagram or Facebook a couple of weeks ago. It basically was about how schools now, well, not just schools, but I think districts across the country has basically made it almost fail-proof for students to fail. Like, if a student fails now, they basically just don't care. Like, they basically just got to go in with the attitude mindset. I'm not doing nothing. Yeah. Because now, you know, you can fail. You can fail miserably and do content re- recovery, whether mm-hmm. it's for attendance or whether it's for the grade itself. I mean, and I think that kind of teaches kids a false sense of hope because when you get to college, you're you or, or even or even or even on the workforce, they're not giving you all these opportunities. And that's what I, I really try to stress with parents, like, look, this is not how this works. And y'all know it's not how it works because you out here. Like, mm-hmm. is your boss telling you can come to work, you know, only three days out of the week, every week? No. So your kid can't go to school like that. No. Like, you, you have to equate it. But like you said, mm-hmm. that false sense of security, like, it's, it's definitely a trap. It's definitely like that's where the institutionalized part of education comes in and bothers me a bit. Like, I feel like, you know, back in the day, it was kind of, it was done out of care. Now it's kind of like, yeah, here you go. But we know it's not going to work later. Like, we all know if you don't go to work, you don't get paid. You don't go to school, you don't learn. That's true. But, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've seen kids that should not have been passed on, passed on, you know? Same. I mean, and my thing is just because they did content recovery, that doesn't mean that they know the skills needed. I mean, only the content recovery is just to say, hey, you got a, hey, I'll pass a grade. A C, yeah. I don't know whether you know it anything or not. Or in some cases, you know, you did enough of a program to show completion mm-hmm. and you're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, <laughs> you get to the grade, your parents like, why don't you know? It's like, mom, you signed the paper. You know why? <laughs> they right. did 30 sessions. That's it. 
And out of those 30, you probably passed 20 or 23 of them. It barely passed. I definitely think we're in a market for some um, some bridge programs for middle to high school, though, because I know they have a good bit. Like, they have to do, like, the walkthroughs and, like, the tours. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they do like they used to back then. My mom was at all the parent meetings and whatnot. Like, she was a very involved parent. Both of my parents were. Mm-hmm. And she knew what credits were. Like, she made sure I knew what credits were and how classes work now and like what was important like she I knew the fine print like enough to graduate early because I knew that was something you could do mm-hmm. and I'm like now you tell parents things like my brother lives with me he has my nephew for this school year and I'm like you know well there's an app for grades and da, da, da. he was like oh there is and I'm like yeah like mm-hmm. what what's happening between the parents who were kind of very involved versus like what's going on now I don't really know what the disconnects happened over the last you know 20 odd years or so yeah and and I'm glad you made mention of that um I mean it, it amazes me how many like you know like I could be in meetings I mean I, I can't think how many meetings that I've been in this, this school year along with parents you know with the teachers and you know the parents are kind of lost and don't understand, like you said, how to set grades. Mm-hmm. Um, how to see if the kids actually did the work. Like, you know, and I know the district, and uh, you know, I know my, my, my district, we had, I think, three different apps that kind of mm-hmm. came out all at one time, you know, all over the summer. And I know we, we've been, you know, I know the district been showcasing and doing different things in every attendance zone, but I think part of the problem you know, some of it is the parents are not. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. I mean, look, they're not taking. They're not taking. I want to make sure we understand that this podcast is for us by us. Like we have to have a space yeah. to be safe. So say what you want yeah. say because it's real. Yeah. Like I'm a parent too, and I know yeah, I, I, the level of work I put in with my baby. Mm-hmm. Other people don't understand. Like, no, we are very involved. Like, she's a seventh grader, yeah. but we are talking about dual enrollment now because mm-hmm. you have to now. So, it's, yeah. talk, talk it, Kevin, because yeah. it, it is what it is. And hopefully, people yeah. hear this and understand. It's not an attack. It's a way for you. It's a bridge. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. what can we do to have these conversations with you more so you get your kids ready in seventh grade instead of waiting until tenth grade when it's a little too late? Because yeah. that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah, because like, and I'd be all like, well, when I was coming up, I mean, you know, I mean, my mom and dad was very involved, you mm-hmm. know, but my mom was one more, more on, you know, she was the one that knew, that knew more. I mean, she was a PE teacher, so of course, of course, she's going to know, you know, more, way more about, way more about the process. Definitely. But I would say, like, my mom was, was, was always advocate that I had an opportunity to participate in different things, um, you know, like because I, I think in some cases, if the school sees when the parents don't care, they're not going to put too much effort mm-hmm. and work with them. And then the parents get mad when Johnny didn't get this opportunity. But but Ben did just because being parents more active, more and when I say active, I'm not talking about coming to the but I'm talking about in the education 
aspect of the town, staying on yeah. top, making sure being in the fan. If Ben doesn't understand something, you know, having, you know, eventually when Ben gets older, having Ben to advocate for himself, like, hey, I don't understand this teacher. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. Help me? Not in in not enabling, not basically coming down on the teacher, but letting the student kind of ask for help first. Now, of course, you know if the if student did that and still not working out, then of course the parent, by all means, you know that's a good time for you to to call up a conference. Exactly. But I, think, but, I think, but I think it all goes back to taking that time. Yeah, with your kid. Um. I can tell the kids that where the parents take the time with them. I can tell the kids parents don't don't do anything with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, you said homework is done. Okay, well if they said homework is done, I believe them. No, check. You know you gotta. I mean you can trust them, but check behind them just to make sure that they have it done. Exactly, and go off a pattern. Like if they said yeah. it's done, and the teacher always telling you it's done, now trust. If they say it's done, yeah. they got a zero, mm-hmm. baby. No. Why well, we got a zero? Like now you asked me if I had a zero when he said it was done, but you like no, 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 no. Yeah, and then I'm sitting in these parent conferences, you know, especially I would say more the last since I've been in middle school more, and I'm sitting in these parent conferences. And I'll bring the kid in, and I'm sitting in these conferences. I'm like, and the kid starts crying and all that. I'm like, okay, like what's wrong? I mean, not that I say I know what the answer is. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like I'm over. I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, but buddy, you put yourself in this. Like, your teacher didn't put stuff in this. Like, um, you, now you got to not only make up the work that you didn't do in content recovery, but you got to stay on top of the work that that you have to do now and the work that's going to be coming in a few weeks. And that's so honestly just, it's like, that's life lessons, y'all. Like, yeah, this is life. Do we agree with the way it's being ran? Not all the time, no. But we live in it. And we just trying to give you the knowledge. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yep. You know, I'm back in the classroom in a certain kind of way these days, but mm-hmm. the way I teach now is just like a, it's just, hey, get it or don't. I'm here. I have the resources here. I have, you know, everything you need. It's not a due date on anything, because why should there be? Um, but yeah, sure. I, I can tell you, like being back after you know I left in 2016, and it's a different feel. You definitely know when you're on the other side of things. Like it just you don't need to do all of that extra. There's no point. Yeah, I mean you know it is it, it, it is it is like when you know and it's like not side thing. Once you get that parent, you know, and the student in there. And once a parent realized that the student didn't do what they needed to do, and the teacher was like, "Hey, this is what I've done." Mm-hmm. And that's the parents, parents, conversation. The parents started to take the heat off of <laughs> the school and put it on the kid. I'm like, "On that, on that kid, not us." I mean, I don't go talk about tell them that, you know. But, but it's like, man, you should have did that though. Like, you came in here yeah. for adults instead of tr- like you trusted a kid. I tell you, I, one of my best co-teachers, I just left him um, at a school and he dealt with the parents, thank God, because I just wasn't in a position to, honestly, Kevin. Like, once I got back in the classroom, I was like, I would do this, this, and this. But other things, y'all know. Like, why? And he would definitely, like, lay it on to the parents. Like, we we supported our students. We understood, like, okay, fourth grade, you were out because of COVID. 
like you either did virtual or you might have been in school, but we know how that year went. Third grade, most of your math standards just bloop. Yep. So we had a class website. We did a study guide, like a form B of the test, and they took form A. We let you use your study guide, and they would still fail. And then parents are asking us about the grades in the grade book that I would put in. And it's like, well, we're going to list all these supports for you. We do this for every kid, whether you have an IEP or not. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, why are you not doing good? And I'm like, well, you did you even ask your kid what they had before you asked us? Did you look? Or is it just the teacher's fault first? Even though your child has been testing on already for, at the third grade level since, you know, third grade. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. This is one of those things like you can't trust a kid. I love my, my 12 year old, but she's a seventh grader. I don't trust her too much. Yeah, crazy. I mean, and, and I think some of the parents, you know, they think, well, in middle school, I can kind of bag off. I'm like, you really can't bag off. You know, because I'm thinking, you know, if you're thinking middle school is happening to start backing off, high school is another, that's another chapter. Like, okay. You don't want to back off. You don't want to back off. It's time to hold you better on. Advocate. You better advocate for your child. And teach them to, like, the proper way, of course. Yeah, yeah, that part too, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, don't, you know, don't, by the end. don't argue yeah. about change my grade. But, like, I'm like, I, you know, you've had situations where you have to have a conversation with a teacher because the child mm-hmm. has done it properly. The parent has done yeah. it properly. And you're just kind of being mm-hmm. unreasonable at this point. Yeah. And it's like, it's much better for a parent to have it that way versus... Mm-hmm the other way because then your kids in trouble now they ain't like missing the class it's like it's just the right way mm-hmm. I will say like my parent advocate days I did like those because I was able to kind of I wasn't attached to a school system so they trusted me more I felt like mm-hmm. and it's like I was able to kind of give them like that no this is what you are able to do as a parent and this mm-hmm. is the right way to go about doing it but you you can do the things you need to do like you definitely can, but you just have to do it the right way. Yes, you know, and you know, and I don't know whether part of the problem in education is parents truly just don't know how to do that in in the right way. Like I don't know whether they some of them feel though that they don't know school that they mm-hmm. that they they don't want to show that they don't know, so they kind of. Well, whatever does the all school say, I guess I'll go with it. No, like if you feel that your kid needs help, yeah, okay, for this. I mean, your kid's not going. I mean, your kid, most kids are not going to be able to answer for themselves on that level. So that got to be you, because I, I mean, I can be honest. I mean, as an AP, you know, you know, I'm at a school with about 760, 70 students. Mm-hmm. You know, excuse me, 760770. Um, I they just on your list. <laughs> yep, and at that point, that's when I feel. That's when I start trying to figure out. Okay, what is going on with it? Because I had a kid this this past week. Oh, he just started 
Wilfers since we got back and and with the stuff that he was doing, I mean, I, like when he got on my radar, I was like, yeah, we got to do something different. Because mm-hmm. this, this is, you know, some of what he's doing is just not typical middle school behavior. So, you know, so, so we, we are going to start some, we are going to start the process to see, you know, if there's anything that, that we can do, but also help help his parent out also because the parent is a, uh, is, uh, Single parents, thing. Mm-hmm. so you know, so you know, trying to get guidance involved, also, you know, but also just you know, trying to do some things on the end to help that student. I like that you said that because I do think that's something important to highlight. Like as administrators, like we're when we're at the table, we're not always, you know citing the code of conduct word for word and throwing the book at you. Like we are also bringing together multiple resources yes. in house and out of house to do whatever we can to give you those supports. Like, we know it is done as a tool because if an issue does come up again, we can say we did what we were supposed to do and we are protected. But it's definitely a way to show that we have community in this. Like, it's all of us trying to do everything we can for, even if it's just this one student, it doesn't matter. Like, that one kid needs this. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, one thing that I always tell parents is, you know, I said, I said, listen, we are a team. You know, this is, you know, we we we're here for the um for the um students. You know, I, I would let them know. I would, you know, sometimes, you know, there could be some emotional meetings, and that's it, you know, and parents get emotional, they start crying, and I, I'm like, listen, like all of us are here because we care. If we didn't care, we would be like, just let just let them keep doing what they're doing. No, you know. Or just suspend, suspend, and you know, not really give a, a cares to the why. Mm-hmm. Just you know, you broke the code. That's it. Because I've I've seen that, and I'm just like, well, <laughs> he'll be back next week doing the same thing. But all right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, yeah. let's get him like, an SST. Yeah, you can suspend a kid and turn blue in the face, but you know, at some point, you know, you got to do something different because there's nothing is being changed at home or even at the school level, we're going to be right back at the same table doing the same thing. Exactly. Like and that doesn't help home. Home. Yeah. yeah, I definitely, we got to dig into just that, that bridging this. Because I, I did want to know, like, does your school have like an active PTA? Like where, <laughs> let me, so you have to, Mm-hmm. You have to define it because the last place I worked had an active PTA, but like not the way I thought. Like, do y'all have meetings where parents are actually present, the community's present, you know, teachers are going? Do y'all have those at your school? Well, all PTO meetings, um, we we have we meet once a month. I mean, obviously, we didn't meet in mm-hmm. December, so, you know, it's a short, short month, but we meet once a month and you know, in our PTO meetings are a little bit different than, for example, um, it basically is the PTO exec board with the SIC members. That's where mm-hmm. that, we, that we do those meetings. Kind of, you know, most of the South Carolina, your PTO exec board is your SIC members also. So they're kind of two in one. But, you know, but the meetings are open to the public. They're open to any staff members that that want to um, come, and I and I'm sorry. What's the second part of the question? Sorry. 
No, like I'm just kind of like, I guess like when my mom, I'm thinking back to my elementary days, like mm-hmm. they would have very like involved PTA meetings where like a lot of parents would show up and talk about issues of packing like the school, the curriculum, the community. Um, Gosh, okay. Like, I, yeah. Just, I don't, so, yeah. That. I got you. I got you. So I would say, you know, not not maybe on that level, mm-hmm. but but I feel as though some of the parents probably talk to some of the uh, PTO members. Yeah. So you know, and we, you know, so I feel like in that sense, now I will say when I was coming up at at, at, a, at my elementary middle school, I mean, all PTO was very active, uh, right? Like it was a lot fun. of parents volunteers. I mean, like a whole lot of parents. Did you have like school carnivals with the parents? Program. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. See? So we had all that. And like the reading I, nights where, man, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had all the, we had math nights, reading nights. Yeah. Dude, I think, did they end up doing the, did they do a thing on that one? Maybe they did. I mean, I'm just. I yeah, because that was become like a, a popular thing. Yeah. Talking. It was like the buzzword. Like rigor. <laughs> Cause like my, I mean, like my mom, oh my goodness, like, like basically, they did it. I think the term was was supposed to be like two to three years. Mm-hmm. They they're basically like a, a core group that basically was the was on the PTO board for like a long, long time. Yep. I mean, you, you know, now of course they still had parents volunteers to help come in to do other things also. And that's really, you know, you can see the school was part of the community. But now, mm-hmm. I think, you know, going to the thing back to my middle school, oh, a lot of things that we do is during the day. Mm-hmm. And during the, the school day, which, I mean, hey, I mean, I'm not going to lie, as an admin, love that, because I don't have to stay, <laughs> I'll stay late. But I, think, but I think sometimes it can kind of take away, like, because I'm trying to think, don't recall us having. I mean, I think it'd be beneficial for middle school to do a math night or mm-hmm. a reading that. I think it'd be beneficial because that way, I think people, parents can see, hey, this is what this is what the kids are are doing. Yeah, and, and that was those nights of Yeah, and that was all about it. Basically, showing the parents, hey, you can do these little things at home. You don't have to go out and spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. On a tutor, oh, unless you got it like that and you want to, that's a little thing that you can do at home to help get your kids to help your kids get to where they need to be at. I will say, one of the middle schools I used to work at, we used to have curriculum nights um, mm-hmm. that were actually curriculum nights, like you know, the math night, um, yep. where we had parents run through like a mini lesson. They did just what the mm-hmm. kids did. Like, look, I, I mean, I. I did everything I could for that night. That was a good night. But like you said, like it, it's the immersion process because it's not what we did in school. It's not what their parents did in school. Like, shoot, it's not even what my kid did in school five years ago. Like, it's always no, it's, it's changing. It's <laughs> yeah. And, and I think we gotta, and I think, you know, as educators, I think, you know, I, I think we gotta, like, kind of, kind of, we, we gotta sit down with parents and like, okay, this is what, this is what it is. Yeah, like we gotta ring the alarm. I mean, everybody want to talk about about cats. 
Oh, we yeah. just had it for the interview. I mean, not gonna lie. I, I didn't watch it today. You know, I watched part of the interview. I haven't watched all of it yet. Yeah, I mean, it's all. <laughs> but, but at the same time, I mean, you know, we got fair talking about that. But you don't, but you don't know how Johnny in second grade is, is, is doing in math. Like, your priorities are not in order. But exactly. yeah, when, when they fail and then you want to then you want to jump jump up to the school, burn the uh, school, burn the room, get to the school and find out what can we do to get giant passing. Well, if you would have had that same energy on Cat Williams that you do on your kids. And I mean, you know, they hate when we say stuff like that. They really do. But it's true. Like, it takes effort. It does. Mm-hmm. You have to do it. Like, I trust my kids. She's smart, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm on parent campus because she's a kid. Like, come on now. Okay. Like, yeah, I mean, that, that I what mean, you gotta do. I mean, exactly. I mean, I was a good student, but, you know, I still had to show my parents, all right? Okay. I did my work. It wasn't any, well, Kevin said he did his work. Cool. You know, no, it wasn't, I had to even show them. It was always we at the kitchen table, my daddy checking mm-hmm. the home and like it was always proof. It was never just yep. oh I, I know you're okay. No, 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 no. But like you oh, said, yeah. you just have to be in it. Like you gotta be in it. Yeah, and, you know, and for parents that think, you know, well, they in middle school now, I can kinda lessen no. I'm thinking invented that you you gotta learn middle school. <laughs> just like your kid gotta learn middle school, you gotta learn middle school too. Exactly. And then when when they get to high school, same thing. Like it's a full time gig, and you do not yeah. get paid, unfortunately. But yeah, you get paid in other ways, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, it could, like if you put if you put the time and effort into the energy of your kid, it, it, it's gonna pay. It's gonna pay off. Like I said, is it gonna pay off? Is it gonna pay off? Like right now? No, nah. but when they <laughs> but when they when they get they're the, they're the um, grief, or when they start working and they start giving they start. Giving you something that pays off, and it, okay. it's not just mon- it's not it's just I mean don't get me wrong monetary it's not just monetary things that they can give but it's a time and effort that they can give back also. Exactly, for me it's definitely like a peace of mind thing. Just like I look at my baby sometimes and like some of the things she says, I'm like, oh you're a wise, like you get it, you understand, mm-hmm. and it's like I know when you are off and about away from my care, I can have a little bit more peace. I'm always going to worry, but oh, yeah. it got the common sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know how to figure things out. And I'm like, that's something I always tell kids too. Like, school is definitely not about what you actually learn. And we know that. Everybody knows that. It's been memes for years. We're here to teach you the skills. Like, if I don't yeah. know how to figure out this math problem, is there another strategy, another way? If I can't pay this bill today, is there another way? Like, <laughs> that's, you mm-hmm. have to think. Like I get mad at my brother sometimes, but he'll call me and like I don't hang up on the boy, love him to death. But I'm like you are 31, sir. Um, and I mean my mom, you know, is her only son, so I blame her a little too. They got that that effect. I'm just like I don't, I don't do all that. If you don't know what it is, I don't know what it is either. Because mm. where's that critical thinking? Where is it? Like we are gonna activate it today? He hates that I'm a teacher because I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah, you're going to get it all your life, but it is what it is. Oh, yeah. Because these skills are important. They are. Like you, said, that you, know, you know, that's what I tell the kids. I said, listen, 
I said, I said, you know, I said, my goal is, I said, I already got mine. I said, I'm still working to, to work some, other, some other goals. But oh, we my goal is to help you. It's coming. My goal is to help you get what what you need. So you can be a productive member of society. Because eventually, you'll be, you be paying mine and my social. Okay. And, and, and my Medicare. Like, you know, it's not like I mean, yeah, I'm paying into it, but I'm paying into it myself. I'm paying it for somebody else. <laughs> and we just need y'all to hold it down. That's all. Because we tired exactly. already. Like, I want to retire Listen. today. Listen, I if, I, if, I, if I can figure out a way to do that, so, you know, still make my same amount of money and have the benefits that I have. Yeah. Okay. Because no one wants to do this. But I'm like, it says a lot to to educators. And I mean, I'm always going to be on our side because mm-hmm. it is what it is. But we choose to live our lives helping people, like, get theirs. You know, like, understand, move on, do better, grow. That's literally all we really want. Like, we're not out here trying to fight folks and fail everybody and embarrass you. It's just about accountability. Like, it's a real-life word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what it is, and I think that's something, you know, that with kids, I think, you know, I'm not gonna say all kids, but I think, you know, a good, a good bit of the kids these days, they don't want to be held accountable for something that they do, mm-hmm. and then the parents don't want them to be held accountable. So we got this culture of everybody doing what they want to do. And, that, and that's not the way that the world works. Yeah. You know, then I agree. get mad and go on Facebook and blast the school, blast that, they, you know, blast me. I'm like, hey, you can blast me all you want. That's fine. Because at the end of the day, it's like... And I mean, I used to say this to kids sometimes too, like the ones who kind of irk my nerves a bit who just needed to hear, like, I'm human too. I don't care about you as much as you don't care about me too. Like, I care, but I don't. Like, I'm a person. I definitely told this one kid, like, I got seven days, you're not going to get on my nerves. I don't like you and you don't like me kind of thing. But it's just the, you really have to understand we are not enemies here. We're teaching you, like, real life like if I work with a teacher or administrator I don't like guess what I still got to come to work it's like you're going to have to do that in your life so exactly. how yeah. do you I'm like listen you think that's I think that's an aspect of the job that I don't like okay but I still got to do it because oh, if I don't do it then my person going to be mad at me and she can, she can talk to me but then if I still don't do it then that could be a letter in my file that's, that, that's permanent until the day that I die. Now that's jeopardizing the decade. That could mess me up about if I ever wanted another job, if I ever, you know, wanted Your another own job. Yeah. If I ever wanted to become a principal or another job in the education sector, it's going to be hard. Not not saying it's not, it's not going to be impossible, but it's going to be that much harder because of that one letter. And it's like you can't go back, unfortunately. Nope. Like we we are now really, I think, in our thirties, understanding what that means for the things we did in our twenties. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, of course, you're not gonna understand that when you're in your adolescence. But my like, parents definitely know you can't go back. Nope. And mm-hmm. 
you got to make the most of what you got right now because once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. Once you have that letter, it's there. Yep. Like, it's some of the things we cannot undo. And I'm just like, education is definitely one of those things that we we cannot, you can't get a redo. Like, you can go back and relearn this as an adult, but you can. It's harder, though. And you oh, got yeah. responsibilities at that point. Mm-hmm. So it's like, education is a, it's a fickle thing, but it's definitely something we have to all get on one accord with at this point. Because if we don't, it's just the system will win before the actual hearts will, you know? Oh, yeah. But I definitely want to thank you for your time, Kevin. I'm glad we split this into two parts because, man, we can talk, okay? Well, I mean, I got another another, another two hours left. left. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all hear it. Part two is a two hour for y'all because he said he got all no, that. I, just, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if they want to hear, hear my voice more. Wow. <laughs> I definitely appreciate having you on. Oh yes. And y'all make sure you tune in for part two next week. Um Kevin's gonna share where he is currently with the goals that he's pursuing, um, how he started his admin journey, really his educational journey altogether. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of any school district or anyone else. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes only. Each One Reach One, a podcast for educators, by educators, in all forms and abbreviations, are the property of its owner and its uses does not imply endorsement of or opposition to any specific organization, product, or service.